What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. I'm Julian. I'm here, as always, with my boy, Brooklyn. What's going on? What's good, bro? How you doing? You know, we're, uh, we're, we're same old, same old. We're, we're just starting to open up Florida a little bit, so... Yeah, the world's starting to function again. It's wild. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. And and hopeful that uh, if and when a second wave hits, it isn't too severe. And we can kind of weather the storm on that. Yeah, hopefully this isn't too premature where everybody's just bored. So they're like, all right, corona's done. Let's go outside. You know, hopefully not. Yeah. In, in the meantime, you know, everything in Florida is starting to open up today, uh, Monday, May 4th. Uh, it's been like 51 days since uh, this whole quarantine thing kind of got taken seriously and yeah. stay-at-home warnings were issued. So that's a long time. It was almost two months. Yeah. It's been and crazy. It it's has been really been crazy. weird. <laughs> and we're, we're happy to have been able to stay with you guys and coming out with new stuff every week. Hope you've been enjoying it. Uh, we have some cool new stuff for you this week, too. There's been enough for us to squeak by and give you guys some news. Yeah. Um, you know. So, th- this week, we, we heard news that the the board of directors or board of uh, that are in charge of the NCAA, they have officially, like, supported student-athletes receiving compensation for their name, their likeness, and their image. Man, that's huge. That is huge. I, re- I really hope it gets approved and goes through. Yeah, so this isn't pushed through we're yet. We're sick and tired of the NCAA just milking these kids. Bro, it feels like, you know, they get their education, and that's great. Yeah, that's great. That's more of like the school providing them something. And the NCAA, the, the bodying governor that kind of hosts all the athletics... Uh, they don't really do anything for these athletes. They, you know, they use them for they use them in commercials to promo March Madness and promo their divisions and this, that, and the other thing. And the players get nothing from it. And they're making bank off of it. They're making a lot of money too. Don't don't think these these higher ups in the NCAA are doing this out of charity because they're not. They're making bank. And so this this is really nice. And the the cool thing about this too, it's the the proposal would likely be universities and colleges wouldn't be able to directly give money to their athletes mm-hmm. but they can make money through other channels so you know the school with the most amount of money in theory obviously there's probably ways around it but in theory aren't the ones just going to get the best players but potentially you know places with better avenues to make money so maybe a lot of new york schools start to come up and in athletics, because really they're not. Besides, like what St. John's old basketball, or like Syracuse, yeah. but even Syracuse doesn't. Really Syracuse count hasn't even been up there right now, anyways. Yeah. So, you know, so cities that like probably should have good college athletics. Will yeah, where there's opportunities to, for people to yeah. really do something for themselves and make a name and broadcast themselves and put them out. Exactly. Places like that are really gonna boom. Yeah, or at least like get like a little bit of interest from these athletes as opposed to before yeah. where it was just like, okay, I'm just going to go to, you know, in my case, like Oregon, there's not soup, like a whole lot going on over there mm-hmm. in terms of like opportunities outside of the sport. Yeah. Um, so maybe, 
don't know, like Seattle or something. I don't know, just in general. It's really cool, though, uh, that these athletes can, you know, use their own person. Who would have thought they can use their own image and everything to, uh, you know, go be able to afford lunch or afford, like, a new laptop if they need one or whatever they might need. They can go get it because, hey, uh, I'm really good at at this sport. Uh, Let me make a YouTube channel or whatever it might be. And you should have every right to be able to do that. You think back to um, a Michigan guy. Uh, we were talking about uh, his name earlier. I want to say it was Jordan Poole, but I, I'm not 100% it was him. Well, I think maybe a, two years ago, year and a half, whatever it may be, he was giving Instagram shout-outs. He was he charging, charging people, people for Instagram shout-outs. And he got suspended. And he couldn't play like, No, you NCAA can't do that. Tournament. Like... The man's using himself. Just hey, it was like completely shout out, separate I from see basketball you. too. Yeah, so you got stuff like that where they're getting in trouble for doing something little. Or so, if um, I don't know if you remember this. It, it was kind of a big deal, but this was a couple years ago now. I know all of our uh, UCF alum and friends that go there will remember this. Uh, shout out to everybody like, graduating. Yeah, shout out to every yeah everybody that's been graduating this last week. Congratulations, that's awesome. It sucks that it wasn't the way you expected, but that's still awesome and a great achievement. So, well, you get out. to look back on it, and yeah. it's, it's gonna be wild. Yeah, when we're all free, so, we can all celebrate together. You know, so shout out everybody. But so a couple years back, there was a, a kicker at UCF, and he was a he was a place kicker, mm-hmm. and he was really really good at like trick shots. So he would film himself like kicking from the side of the of the uh post and like kicking it up and around and just doing like really cool like kicking type stuff think like dude mm-hmm. perfect but for kicking but field kicking. goals and gotcha. he made a youtube channel and it like took off and he started making money and like getting a lot of views and he got like indefinitely suspended from the ncaa that's terrible it was like he got suspended or he would lose his scholarship it was one or the other. And so, obviously, like, he didn't want to get suspended or he didn't want to lose his scholarship because he was, you know, he's there for school. So, he couldn't play anymore. And like, it's different if you're using the university's name to make yourself money. Yeah. But when it's just strictly off of you and whether you're doing something talented and showcasing that or just, like, people know you. So, you're just, like I said, giving them shout-out videos trying to help people do whatever it is whatever it might be yeah like something little yeah. and you get bashed for it it's terrible these kids are living off of crumbs at universities not making anything like yeah and, and they the gotta thing live is too like so many live. student athletes like such a percentage of student athletes come from places that potentially without sports they wouldn't even be able to go to a college yeah. Or if they were, it would have to be a smaller one that they maybe wouldn't have wanted to go to, which, you know, is good. Um, going to a second or education, higher education is amazing. But they have an opportunity at a bigger and better school. And now they just they, they get this opportunity, but it doesn't make them less broke or less uh, well off. You know, yeah. just because they go to the school doesn't mean all of a sudden. Hey, I can eat Chipotle five times a week now. This is just not how this goes. <laughs> and you know, and it's not guaranteed that you're gonna go pro at whatever sport. So oh, it, you're it's banking less than on not the a guarantee. Most opportunity. Yeah, you're banking on the opportunity 
that you're gonna make money, but during the time you can't do anything to make money, just in yeah. case. And even even with a degree, I mean, you get a degree, and it's so hard to find a, an actual like job that you're passionate about. Yeah, even that's not guaranteed. Yeah, so. even that's not a guarantee. So the degree doesn't even do that much for you if you can't find a job right after. So, you know, it, there's a whole lot, um, and I'm ha- I'm happy we're taking uh, our strong step forward in the right direction for something like this hopefully it becomes like an official thing and eventually you start to see other things like you know little things like ncaa the the football game come back and the players being paid to be in that or maybe one day i don't know how it'll work but names and numbers on the back of jerseys sell that players make off that things like that would be really cool too but and hopefully it's an honest thing and the players get to, like, make their money, and the NCAA doesn't try to take anything off the top of it. Because knowing how greedy the NCAA is, it's hard to believe that they're just going to do this and not try to make anything for themselves. Yeah. It it is. It's really hard to believe believe that. Well, hopefully um, they don't, and hopefully they let these kids kind of, Get what, yeah, like you what guys are making earned. enough money with all the sponsorships and all the tournaments and this and that. Like you're making enough bread. Let the kids get some. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so that's that's some pretty big news that I know we're we're both really excited about because because yeah. college sports are so exciting already, um, and part of it's the amateurism of it, but at the same time they still got to eat and provide for themselves and provide for their families. Absolutely, you know these these aren't children anymore. These are young men and women, and they have responsibilities. And you know, this will help them take care of that. So, So, Uh, what else we shout out? What else we got? Some about we got the NBA. They're being given a spot in a little place called Las Vegas by the MGM casinos. They're supposedly going to be given a whole block. To play out the rest of their season and the playoffs. Now this isn't confirmed yet, but the offer's been made. They're still trying to finagle something to see what's going to happen. But I think it'll be pretty cool. I think it'll be really cool too. And if something like this does happen, you would have to think that this is either the end of the NBA in one of the major cities that it's in currently, or the rise of a new team. Just because there's been so many gr- like grumblings and, and people wanting a team in Vegas for so long now. Yeah. And if something like this were successful and it shows that there's like a thirst for basketball there, which there already is, by the way, uh, I think it's going to be hard to ignore uh, putting a team out there. Especially if like the Vegas Raiders wind up being successful. I hope they are. Which we were talking about it like for the draft coverage and before and after, and I kept saying like the L.A. and then Oakland because it, Vegas <laughs> just makes it, it's so odd. It's but weird. It is definitely like weird. even um the Vegas Golden Knights for the uh, NHL, like that's still getting some uh, taken used to. And it's weird that it took this long for Vegas, such a big city, and obviously it's like a tourist city um, from the outside looking in. But there's a strong. Uh, and there's local, a lot of people that live there. Yeah, there's a like. strong local environment there. And that combined with its massive tourism and constant yeah. influx of new people, I think just breeds 
really well for sports teams. Uh, maybe not longevity in fanship, or maybe it is because you go to Vegas one time, you uh, you have one of those Vegas days. Mm-hmm. You go to a Knights game, and now you're a lifelong fan because that was a great experience. You know, things like yeah. that. Um, and that's definitely going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Uh, I saw something the other day that uh, Shaq said through the grapevine. There's a couple teams that there's whispers that they could be up for sale. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of what I was alluding to there. Yeah. Um, NBA finishing a season in Vegas would be awesome. I was thinking it was some going to be somewhere out west, somewhere like Vegas or Utah or Denver. Uh, yeah, but when you get a whole uh, whole block on the strip where you got hotels, you got all this stuff. Like, and they have all the facilities there already. They have the USA facilities. UNLV is out there. Mm-hmm. They have the areas to to play multiple games at once, and if they do it, and that that would be really exciting, just because that means we get NBA, and it's going to be obviously a condensed version of the rest of the season. Yeah, but we're, we it'll be cool because you know they're going to have camera crews out there, mm-hmm. so all that's going to be documented, and then we're going to see a whole like just random side of things that's going to be really cool to watch because it's pretty much going to be like an AAU tournament. <laughs> like, yeah, all really these uh, players yeah. are just bunked up together. <laughs> right? It's going to be like they're at the Wild World of Sports out in Disney. <laughs> they're yeah, kind of... So. And, you know, they're all just sitting on the sidelines waiting for the game to finish. <laughs> With their yeah. coach, they're eating, like, the, the cheesy pretzels before the game and stuff. It's going to be really fun. Definitely. So as long I as we get a finish to the season, out. I'm happy. But if if that's how it is, it, it definitely sets up a future in Vegas for basketball, which yeah. has already kind of been set up. But this this even just accelerates that even further. Basketball in Vegas is going to be insane. Basketball in Vegas is like a match made in heaven to me. Because they're going to put on a show. Mm-hmm. And that show is going to be nuts. So. And, and I mean, it makes sense. Like Team USA goes out there and plays every year. Um, I know the Pac-12 Conference Championship is out there every year. Mm-hmm. So they have a, they have basketball events that fill the seats already. Yeah. But, you know, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, and then some and even more if we don't season gotta... resuming stuff. We got a proposal from the MLB. Yeah. And this one's pretty interesting. It's. The MLB could realign for three divisions, and it'll be divided up by the West, the Central, and the East. And I imagine that they have, like, two sites per division, two, three sites per division. And they just kind of play out all the games on those, those like, very local sites. You would They're think. looking at about a 100-game season if they yeah, do this. Yeah, and you would, you would look at probably places like Florida, uh, Arizona, just because there's a lot of fields pretty close to each other, mm-hmm. all the minor league fields and, and whatnot. Uh, Tampa would be a good pra- place because you got the Rays Stadium, you got the Phillies place in Clearwater, and you got Steinbrenner Field right there too. So you got, you got some stadiums real close. And, you know, you just play out a 100-game season with, what is that, about 10 teams in each division? Yeah, 10. And then you would probably figure out a playoff format. We were trying to figure one out beforehand – we would just assume it would be four teams in each make it, the top four, uh, just kind of to save weird math and weird, like, 
one team gets in to make 10 or anything like that. It's just four teams in each division. Um, And that sets up four teams with a bye and the other four or the other however many have to play a one game, a wild card game. Yeah, the other eight. And that would be very, very interesting. It's going to set up for a lot of exciting baseball. Because with 100 games, every game matters. Yeah. And baseball, every game already does matter. But like, there's still a stretch where it's iffy. Yeah. You can kind of get away through. with losing a game if it doesn't kill momentum or anything like that. But in yeah. a 100-game season, ooh, try try coming back from a four-game deficit with 100 games. That's tough. You got to keep your foot on the pedal the whole year. Exactly. And so this could be really, really fun. Um, you could see teams that you wouldn't expect to be good be good in this season just because when you think like MLB, there's always a team or two coming into the All-Star break that is just either stinky and comes out really good on the other side or yeah. or somebody that's like balling out All-Star and game hits flat and they lose 20 straight. Yeah. And, and the thing and that, is, nobody's really going to be comfortable because nobody's going to have their home facilities. Nobody's going to be at their home stadium. Everybody's going to be at hotels, chilling. And nobody's really going to get too comfortable to get into a rhythm. So, really, the door's open for anybody who's hungry. Yeah, and, and the, the lack of fans is going to play a part, too. I don't know if the whole season will go without fans. Part of it, how that'll work. It's probably definitely going to start without fans. Yeah, and if it eases in, then that'll be cool. But I... I kind of find that hard to believe but i mean but also how would you even do that because if they're gonna do it with like two facilities for each division like given you're not gonna have all the fans from every team there except for the ones that are gonna come because they're diehards and they're gonna go wherever but also like if they're gonna go back-to-back games at whatever facilities they got to get all these fans flipped around. And well, like, they, they do something for the NCAA tournaments, and I don't know how much your, like, knowledge is with this. But for the NCAA tournaments, you actually buy a day pass. And so there's mm-hmm. multiple games in one particular stadium, and mm-hmm. you get to watch. If there's four games that day, you get all four. Okay. And it's like that literally throughout the tournament. So even in the Final Four, if you buy a Final Four ticket, you get to watch both Final Four games. Gotcha. And it, it, it kind of works like that, which is definitely pretty cool. Yeah. And that's just how they would have to do it because that's what they want to prevent. They don't want to have somebody hiding in the bathroom. Exactly. And, <laughs> you know, and they're just like, whatever, you got it. Yeah. I think that's the least of their concerns right now, but it's definitely something to think about when that time comes. But, mm-hmm. I mean, baseball coming back and actually happening. That's great. And ending, like, before February. <laughs> Hopefully, would be um, really would be cool. Who do you think would benefit the most from this? Um, the B and C tier teams that so, example, aren't really example. great, but they're not bad. Um, let's see. Just going off of this, um, like the Indians right now, they're uh-huh. kind of on the brink of being good and being really bad. Blue Jays, um, maybe even the Rockies, too. So, again, like, 
you get the teams that are teetering yeah. that we really don't know what we're going to get from them but what a just random environment where anything could happen they can make it happen yeah and i think younger teams will really benefit from this too so think um think the padres um yeah. i know the angels aren't necessarily young but they're inexperienced so the angels i think will benefit from this a lot just because you don't have that burden of the extra 60 games of the season to kind of weigh you down yeah and just like wear you down uh teams that'll like not benefit from this so teams that are probably gonna either wouldn't make the playoffs or wouldn't fully get into shape i think would be a team like oakland oakland mm-hmm. is always a second half of the year team yeah it seems like they they start off really okay or even like under 500 sometimes and then really kick it in the gear and just like find a form they they feel like a soccer team almost where they find form and they keep it until something yeah, tragic they, happens they find something to rally around yeah being exactly. so something they go like into oakland, a stretch before the all-star break and then they're like oh let's rally together and go make a run like mm-hmm. we can actually do this but you don't have that so it's just you riding off whatever momentum you've had for the last 65 games <laughs> yeah and now you got to finish out the season so uh, you have anybody that would not benefit? Like, be just very... I feel like the top-tier teams, it might not be the best situation for them. They don't Being have that Yankees time to, like, expand and... their dominance. Yeah. And again, you're not really comfortable in your own environment. So how does that affect you as a team? Because baseball is a very, very routine driven sport oh yeah oh yeah so you take these players out of their routine drastically away from their house their facilities where they do whatever nonsense they do every day and all that so to see them have to adapt to that and how it's going to affect them on the field and off the field and trying to do all that I think it's going to be tough for the top-tier teams to really adjust to that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, 100%. The Dodgers, Yankees, mm-hmm. um, even the Astros still. Um, all those teams are definitely going to, especially the Astros, because no matter what's going to happen this year, their routine is just going to be so off-kilter. Yeah, now if they're not at home at all, and they're oh, not they're getting gonna, the little get bit of break, yeah, the little bit of break that they're going to wish for it's gonna be tough yeah they're, they're gonna get if, if they don't play game. any games in houston they're gonna get a hundred games of just chirping nonsense instead of what the 80 something they would they would have gotten mm-hmm. with like the 80 other games of relief yeah. yeah so they're not they're not getting that so that's good it's gonna be really um mentally draining for them if you're a new guy on the astros this year i feel bad for you honestly yeah, because you got to deal with all or that like Dusty Baker. Like he he has he has a lot to. If the Astros are successful this year, Dusty Baker's the goat. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Yeah, because big shout out to Dusty for coming out and taking this job. Taking this is a not project. an easy job. This is not an easy job at all. Because no. you're taking so much off the field stuff as well as on the field that you have to manage. Yeah, and at least he has. Because you're going to get questions there, about but... it as well. Oh, yeah. You're going to get questions like you were part of it. 
every day. When in reality, you weren't even on the team. You, you weren't were even Nationals. part of the organization. <laughs> you were in a whole so. different division, <laughs> conference. Like, but you're gonna get drilled questions like you were the forefront of it. So yeah. it's gonna be wild. It's definitely so gonna shout be wild. out to him. I'm I'm super excited just to have baseball though. It, it's we're in May, and we haven't seen a pitch get thrown. Yeah, and, that's and again, sad. we're Yankee fans, so we had a lot of hype coming into mm-hmm. this. We were so excited about this season coming off of the last couple. Yeah, and then, honestly. And then just for everything to just get shut down, it's, it's wild. <laughs> it's, and it's crazy because we were at spring training games. We went to two. And then like a week and a half, two weeks later. Yeah, everything was gone. cool and then it wasn't. Yeah. It is really wild. We we got to see. We went to Garrett Cole's debut game actually, and that was cool. You know, it's it's a spring training debut, but it's still his first game as a Yankee. And oh man, we were so excited. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And even for the Astros fans, there we we managed to see. One. Oh, we were yeah. There were some <laughs> Astros fans at this game. It was like Yankees Pirates, and oh, did we give it to them? So. If you ever seen Steinbrenner Field, you got the first level, then they got a little walkway, and then the second level. We're sitting first row on the second level, and you got this guy in an Altuve World Series, like the gold jersey, just walking by. So we start banging, booing, and as he's walking down the walkway, every section just starts getting louder and louder with boos, and everybody keeps on picking it up. So we're right behind home plate, all the way to right field. This man got booed by every single section. Yeah, literally half the stadium. <laughs> he had to walk. And it was great. Booed. It was great. And so Then that's the energy I want this year. That's the energy. Everybody's getting it. I don't care if you're an old lady, little kid, what an Astros There was a lady, on. too, that wore an Astros jersey, and we, we yeah. did No mercy. No, no mercy gifts. at all. No gifts. It's free smoke for everybody. And I'm giving it out like it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. You don't got to knock, all right? You're getting, you're so, getting cane. It's not going to be Astros friendly around here. <laughs> not for a while. At all. Definitely. <laughs> Which is, you know, it is what it is. If you're wearing their jersey at a spring training game that, that they're not in, you're asking for it. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. But, you know, so MLB, hopefully sooner than later because that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a rusty season, too. I'll tell you that right now. So whoever's it's gonna keeping be cool it the to most watch all right this. Now. It's gonna be cool to watch all this, and then years ahead we look back and it's like, wow, that post-corona season. And this is for any sport. That post-corona season was just nuts. Because mm-hmm. it was, just, it's just gonna be random. And it's gonna be great because you're not gonna know what to expect. Oh, like the sorry. NBA, we had uh, the little stretch that we got. About to go into the playoffs, and then boom, done. And now it's possibly going to come back and then finish the playoffs. What are we going to get? Yeah, who it's knows? It's going to be electric. It, it, it's honestly everything's still a question, and that's that's like the kind the kind of the fun and everything right now. It's yeah, nothing's certain. We don't know anything. But uh, piggybacking off of the NBA, we had a little Uh-oh. NBA action. Uh oh, last night. Last dance. You trying to dance? Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll try to and dance. salsa real quick. I'll hit it. MJ, Dream Team, Kobe, Shoes, Three yeah, Peaks. Th- these two episodes, so what was this, uh, five and six? 
This was five and six. These two episodes were like packed with a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, this was awesome. And so I'm I'm really loving the the content we're getting. And, and we've talked about this a little bit. I hate mm-hmm. the presentation we're getting, but mm-hmm. the content's ph- phenomenal. Yeah, I love the content. The presentation, it feels really weird. It feels really very contrived, very like forced into this like timeline they're trying to make everything going back to the to the last dance uh mm-hmm. 98 season and i i get i get where they're going with it but the the whole storytelling element's really throwing me off from like loving loving it but seeing things like jordan uh not want to go to nike and his mom and his literally mom making forcing him. him saying you are going and it turns out to be the best decision he's made um, yeah that was great little things like the, the whole isaiah thomas and the dream team stuff where it was always thought to be jordan's fault but it was really everybody's fault and isaiah thomas and jordan said the they're like i could take the, the blame if you want you could put it yeah, on like, me I but care. i ain't had nothing to do with it <laughs> like and then even like the kukoc stuff like i know we're too young to have known all that because i only knew about kukoc as just jordan's extra player like another guy to help them win championships yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, know they were bullying this man in the first yeah, round. Yeah, I didn't. This man was like, he was a young kid. And he was getting bullied by Scotty for no reason. And and if there's anything that I've learned from the Last Dance, it's that Scotty Pippen is the pettiest man of all time. Yeah. And is it this? Is it like rightfully so? Sometimes, sure. But that boy is petty. Was most of it driven from Jerry? Probably that too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This this was a big like I hate Jerry and, and Jerry's causing a lot of pain. Yeah, uh, and also the way Jerry went about things a lot, it's rough. Yeah, uh, they also took things a little way more personally than they should have. Which but, we got a different look at a side of MJ that we didn't really see. Yeah, it, it's definitely kind of cool to see. Because um, obviously throughout the documentary, we're talking about how uh, MJ was the greatest. MJ was awesome. But you can kind of feel these. You don't see too many uh, endorsements of MJ saying like, man, I love that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. You don't see that. You see he's great. He's a competitor. He's the best competitor I've ever seen. You don't see anybody saying they like MJ. No. And I no, think that's a really... Um, interesting takeaway that that isn't necessarily being said but kind of like inferred a little bit he's not Mm -hmm. here to make friends sure to win yeah and if you don't like it deal with it he's here to bet too little little gamble actually i loved him and his security guards in the office the little little curly hair blonde boy And then he does the Jordan shrug. He did the goat shrug in his face because he threw a coin closer to the wall. That's that's a power move. That's a boss move. That is see, absolute, stuff he like took, that. He took his lunch money and shrugged in his face. It's stuff like that that makes this documentary great. The like behind the scenes stuff that just nobody would have saw. Nobody yeah, would have saw. That scene was really funny to me too because I was watching it. And I'm like, what is happening? Why are we getting a three minute scene of this one bet? against a wall but we've gotten like one minute of the 93 end of the season <laughs> like i was like this makes no sense at all that this is the focus but you know what 
give it to me. It was great. <laughs> it was absolutely great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, the, it could definitely have used a little bit of fine-tuning, this, this whole thing. And, and hopefully uh, the last four episodes kind of wrap it up in a way that kind of ties a little bow on it. Because it's hard to judge uh, something as a whole when it's not complete. Yeah. But I'm going to when they release it week by week. That's just how I have to do it, you know? Yeah, and I, I'm, I really am looking forward to watching it straight through when they put it on Netflix. So you could really get everything condensed and not have to wait a week and not forget everything, but like vaguely remember yeah, what happened last week. But you get it right back to back and it's like, oh, okay, that makes a little mm-hmm. more sense. Yeah, uh, I was really disappointed as a big sneaker guy that they didn't talk more about the sneaker stuff here. Yeah, um, I know. I, talk- I wanted them to go more in depth about it, too. Yeah, I was talking to Jake Willard and you. Jake Willard is the, the the goat. If you're not, if you're unaware, he is the actual goat, not MJ. It's Jake Willard. <laughs> um, I know he was really excited to see all the Jordan stuff and potentially see um, a little bit deeper into like meetings with Tinker, who is like the guy who saved Nike, and how Tinker also saved the Jordan brand and created the Jordan brand essentially. And how um, these interactions went, maybe like thoughts into a specific shoe or anything. We didn't really get too much of that besides the Jordan one. And yeah, it's a little disappointing when so much of the lore of Michael Jordan revolves around the sneakers. Yeah, like obviously he's a phenomenal like top two basketball player of all time. Yeah, top two. I said it. Um, but the Don't shoes are really what like <laughs> make him spread outside of just the realm of sports like everybody knows who jordan is because yeah. people wear jordans like you can ask somebody from like the the middle of eurasia and they probably know who jordan is if they've never watched basketball because somebody they know bought jordans like it's just how it's facts though it's facts so i kind of wanted more from more from that but uh, no, I'm, the I'm documentary right there with you with is that. i guess centered around the last season so it kind of makes sense yeah, they're but just it, giving you bits and pieces of yeah. all the other stuff. Which, I mean, yeah. it's fine, too, but at least give us a little bit more of that. Like, we got a lot of coach stuff, which is significantly less important. Yeah. And I think that's what, what kind of bothers me. Like, they, they really highlight certain things that are cool, but should they have been highlighted to this degree? Maybe not. Like, they gave us so much of that 93 playoff season. Yeah, they did. Like we got like every we literally got every game of that finals like spelled out to us. Yeah. It was like I, I guess <laughs> hard fought. It was 4 to 2. <laughs> and three of those games were blowouts. Yeah. But you know, I, I mean I I still like the content. There's just yeah. questions I have about what the decision making that went into certain decisions. And I'm, absolutely. But I don't know. I like the way they're doing it. How it's back and forth because I I like stuff that bounces around when I'm watching it, and then it it also is a little bit raw, and I think that's fine. I think that gives it a little bit character to it because it's not perfect, but it's cool. You're you're definitely seeing something that we all waited for for a while. Yeah, and 
I think we're getting what we needed out of it, for the most part. It was just good timing of it all. Like they they pushed it up. Clearly they pushed it up. Like this is definitely could have been refined more, but they pushed it up be, just because of everything happening. Kind of give us some some entertainment. Yeah, I know ESPN we is like eating this up just because this is all they have to really give us right now. Yeah, um, it's cool, and I, and I'm definitely gonna be watching the rest, uh, whether it's as it releases or not. Who's to say? I only really watched this one because. I wanted to see the Kobe stuff, and I wanted to watch the shoe stuff. That Kobe stuff was dope, man. Yeah, it was really cool. Kobe, like, giving the credit to all his championships to Mike. I think that was really dope. And then them talking about Kobe in the locker room before the All-Star game. That little Laker guy little going Laker to take, take everybody one-on-one. <laughs> Who, Kobe? Yeah. <laughs> so you, you see stuff like that, and it's like, man, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Um, one thing I always liked about the NBA too is people who are a little bit older and watch this era love to have this this fantasy that everybody hated each other mm-hmm. and and they were all like their sworn enemies and we kind of got to see that that's just clearly not the case. No, uh, like you when know, you got on the, the court, yeah, people, you, obviously you were fighting. not everybody <laughs> liked Isaiah Thomas. Not everybody was in love with like John Stockton and Karl Malone, or like the the Cleveland guys, Mark Price and them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know not, they weren't everybody's favorite, but like Magic and Larry really did at the end of the day like like and respect each other. Uh, Magic yeah. and Jordan, Ewing and Jordan, like there were some some friendships here. I know Horace Grant and Pippen and them. Obviously they they hated each other on the court, but they were still good friends. It's not very different from how it is today, but you kind of see like older people. Man, the NBA's soft now. They're all friends and this, that, and the other. And it's like, man, they're all just basketball players. Like they can compete. Exactly. Like, but yeah, you you expect them to be fighting off the court? Like, nah, bro. That's the that's not how for for what for what for what? As long as right. they're not buddy buddy on the court. Well, what are you complaining about? Well, and even if they are buddy buddy on the court, as long as they're competing. Like, I can yeah. dap you up and then want to dunk on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, was, I think that's, that works, too. Like, I can be your friend but still want to beat you. Yeah, help you up and then break your ankles. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> put like, you hey, right I'm back on the floor. Up, I'm the reason you're on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put you right back on the floor. Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's how this NBA feels right now, especially with guys like Russell Westbrook. Um, he's friends with so many guys, but, like, the second he's on that court, he's like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Yeah, he got smoke with everybody once he stepped on the court. You know, uh, this NBA is great because it's a bunch of personalities. Yeah, I love and, the NBA. Oh, it's just, so fun. It's so fun. It, it's hard not to like it. It's really yeah. hard. If if you're at all interested in the sport of basketball, the NBA is just a joy. Because just the NBA as a organization wise, they do so much to better the experience of the game. Right. And that goes very underappreciated. Like, if, if any of y'all, I'm not saying you should do it, but if you have, I'm just, you know, I'm saying. If any of y'all have used, like, Reddit streams or something to watch NBA games, or you have NBA League Pass, you get, they give you this, like, in-stadium view. So instead of commercials, 
you get to see exactly what's going on in the stadium during. Yeah, you see like the little the mini breaks. games they do, like cheerleaders you get to see the or dance just the things, hype crew like giveaways <laughs> and like jumping from half court with like trampolines and people juggling, and it's so fun. Yeah, it's dope. It's so fun. You get like a little side entertainment when the game's not even going on. And so, if you don't have League Pass, I suggest you get it, or you do that other little thing. But, you know, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. But, you know, League Pass is very cool, though. 100%. I know our, uh, I, I don't know if Connor ever did it, but our buddy Connor wanted to buy, like, the, uh, the League Pass for a week to try out the, the VR League Pass. Because oh, you can yeah. get, like, the headset and they, like, pretend you're courtside or something like that. Yeah. Which, that sounds really fun. I don't know if I'm paying for the year on that, but that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I would want to try that out, see how it is. Also, I'd like to sit courtside one day. <laughs> that right. sounds... I'm trying to sit courtside with my guy Turtle from Entourage. If you haven't watched Entourage, <laughs> please, go watch it. Especially if you're a guy. Especially. Even if you're a girl, you'll still enjoy it. Maybe some of the stuff on it, you're going to be like, whoa. But trust me, whoever you are, if you got Amazon Prime video, or, or if HBO. you don't, find a way to make yeah. it happen. Go watch Entourage. It's gas. It's definitely gas. It is one of the most enjoyable things to watch. Especially mm-hmm. like if you're really into like just entertainment stuff and just a wide range of people in whether sports, music, acting, whatever it may be, the cameos on this show are just they hit. unmatched. Tom Brady's in a full episode. Yeah. And he's like an important character, and he just plays Tom Brady. Tom Brady's in there, 50 Cent, like Mike Ditka, LeBron, LeBron. Kanye. Yeah. Like, just great. It, just go watch it. Courtesy of the spectators. Go watch Entourage. Use code spectators at checkout. <laughs> and you're welcome. But yeah. So go watch that while you wait for our next episode. Next Monday, we'll be here for y'all. Don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll hopefully no. have something. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, we, we've milked it. Yeah, we're milking. We've been milking it. Hey, but somebody got to milk the cow, you know what I'm saying? And, and the milk. well has... <laughs> The well's dripping right now. Hey, don't matter. We're here. We're here. But we're going to make the most of it like we've been doing. Thank you guys so much for for listening. As always. Thank you, everybody. We're the spectators. See you later. Later, everybody. Be safe.